When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, it's a good old-fashioned bird battle on Monday Night Football. The Seahawks taking on the Eagles. Seattle having a good year at 7-3. and three. The Eagles at 3-6-1. and one. But a win puts them in first place in the NFC East. The Giants and Washington both 4 and seven. Yes, four wins and a tie would be enough for the Eagles to take over first in their division. Seattle first right now in the NFC West by half a game over the Rams. San Francisco upended the Rams yesterday, and New England helped the Seahawks as well by beating Arizona. So Seattle seven and three, Rams seven and four, Arizona now at six and five. We'll keep you updated on that one once it kicks off in about 10 or 15 minutes. The ongoing saga from the National Football League is the game between the Ravens and the Steelers. And it is now scheduled for Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, to be uh, precise. Edmonton time, we're looking at 1.40 in the afternoon. 1.40 in the afternoon. Why is it not at night? Well, apparently because NBC, which is broadcasting the game, is going to honor its commitment to uh, broadcast the Christmas tree lighting ceremony on Wednesday night. That's reported by ESPN's Adam Schefter, who's been all over this story. So Baltimore and Pittsburgh was supposed to be Thursday night. Got pushed back to when was it first pushed back to? Uh, It was pushed back to yesterday. One of the early games would have started at quarter after 11 instead of 11. Then uh, maybe they were going to do a doubleheader today and then uh, Tuesday. And now it is supposed to be played Wednesday. So that also affects a couple other games. Pittsburgh and Washington will be pushed back from Sunday to next Monday at three and Baltimore and Dallas, which was originally supposed to be this coming Thursday. That was moved to next Monday. It's now moved to next Tuesday at six Oh five Edmonton time. Anyway, this, this could all change, but hopefully that game does uh, actually finally get played. That would be nice to see. It's a pretty good rivalry. But, of course, a lot of COVID concerns, especially with the Ravens. So that's why that hasn't been going on. Also with the NFL today, Will Fuller, receiver for the Houston Texans. How about this? A six-game suspension for violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing substances. Fuller says that earlier this season he was looking for treatment from a medical professional who prescribed medication that he thought was permitted under the drug policy. This is what Fuller wrote on Instagram. But then Fuller says, well, turns out, I guess I shouldn't have trusted this guy because the medication is not permitted. So he says that's what happened. He was prescribed the uh, wrong medication. As a result, he's out for the next six games. Also, the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to play two home games in Arizona. This is because of regulations put in place by Northern California officials because of the coronavirus. So they're going to have to find a new home. They will not be allowed to practice or play games in Santa Clara County for the next three 
weeks. So the San Francisco 49ers will be based in Arizona for a couple of games over the next three weeks. A lot of shifting going on. A lot of shifting going on. A lot of just adjustments because of the coronavirus. Story of the year, of course, for everybody, sports and otherwise. The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League pausing its season until January 3rd because of COVID-19 issues. 18 teams in the league. They've been pretty regularly having to postpone games in Quebec and Atlantic Canada since starting the season in early October because of COVID-19 restrictions in the four provinces. So there you go. The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League gone for over a month. The Alberta Junior Hockey League announcing last week they're gone and won't be back until Christmas because of uh, the regulations here in Alberta. So we uh, continue to go through a void here where really it's uh, the NFL, it's college football, MLS on the national stage, not a, not a whole else a lot going on. Not a whole else lot going on. It is, uh, man, we're going to see where all this goes. But, of course, the Western Hockey League not coming uh, coming back until January as well. The World Junior Tournament is scheduled to go, even though Canada now one week into its two-week pause on its selection camp in, uh, in Red Deer. They had a couple of positive tests last week, and then they came out Wednesday and said, two weeks retroactive to last Monday. We're not going to do anything. So uh, that's everything that's going on. 780-496-0063. The number to call or text. You can get me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. You can email me inside sports at 630ched.com. I received a very kind email from a listener a couple of days ago asking uh, what Star Trek show I was talking about last week. <laughs> that's that's, that's what it's like right now. I get as many questions about my television viewing habits as I do about the world of sports. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, by the way, was the uh, show I was I, I was talking about. Uh, Clem writes in, I was mentioning with, uh, with Jay Lynn, tomorrow, end of day tomorrow, the deadline on esks.com slash name or using the hashtag double E name time on social media, the football team taking suggestions for its next name. Not going to be announced until into the new year. Uh, I've been getting a few as well. Clem writes in, how about the Edmonton Energy? I don't mind that one. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go with that. I'm sure that's one that's uh, probably been been talked about. They're sticking with the double E. I've pitched Edmonton Express. I would think Edmonton Elks is in the running or Edmonton Elk perhaps. What is the plural of Elk? I'm going to Google that right now. I thought it was Elks. Well, I guess you could still call the team Elk if you wanted to. Well, it says they're both the plural. So I don't know. If there are any Elk experts out there, let me know. I'm going to Google that now. What do you call someone who studies Elks for a living? Do you know, Kellum? Uh, I would think it's a park ranger, but that's, that's beyond me. Well, that's the, well, that's the, they don't study el- elks. That's, they, they maybe protect their environment. Uh, I don't know. Oh, there is, uh, oh, this is interesting. Anyway, I would think elks is going to be up there, and I think you could do some fun things with uh, with the imaging for that as well. And I talked about how I think you can do some pretty cool things with, uh, with Express. The Double E football team coaches show is 7.30 tonight with Milanovic and uh, and Morley Scott. Okay, so the National Hockey League. Ben from Edson says the plural is elk. Ben, now, Ben, do we, but if you're from Edson, do you not know more about squirrels than elk? 
Isn't squirrel the uh, isn't the squirrel the mascot of Edson Ben? I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying you you probably know a lot about squirrels too. I'm just saying. Somebody says somebody who studies elk is an elkologist. Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Daryl says a taxidermist. <laughs> ben says he is sure, and I think well, he just wrote back yes. I think he means he he's sure that it's elk, and he's probably knows a lot about squirrels too. I'm guessing. Ben, I hope I, I hope you're having a laugh. I'm just giving you a hard time. I grew up at Evansburg, so I know I know all about the traditions of uh, Edson. Well, that's not entirely true. I know that they have a squirrel as a mascot or something. Travis from Black Falls, nice community, says, I'm pretty sure the plural is elk, but the plural of leaf isn't leafs, so does it matter? And then he has the little laughing face. That's true. They should be the maple leaves. Uh, the texter who wrote in, I, that texter's having fun with me because he wrote in escargots and escalators because I put those as, as uh, names that it won't be in the in the piece I wrote last week. I don't think it's going to be the Edmonton Eagles. I, I don't think they'll go down that path where it's the same as an NFL team. And I don't think they want to potentially go through what the Baltimore Colts, Stallions, slash CFL team ha- had to go through. I don't know if there would be a legal challenge from the Eagles, but I, I, I think they would want totally their own uh, identity in terms of pro football in North America. What was I talking about before I got into squirrels and elk and leaves? Uh, oh, the hockey stuff. Hockey stuff, yeah. Yes, that's good. Boy, my attention span's taking a beating here. Happy Monday. Okay, so look. I don't, it's today is November 30th. That's the last day of the month on my calendar. So that means the, you'd have to start the NHL in 31 days. If it's going to go January 1st, which still remains the on the record target date. I don't see how that happens. If you're going to bring players back from Europe, they have to quarantine for two weeks and then we'll go into a training camp. We've heard that players would be reluctant to, to give up their Christmases. So, we're we're looking at probably some sort of date after the world juniors at the very earliest for the season to start. And we know that it is um, not a great situation financially for the league, given the revenues that they're used to making and the salaries that they have to pay out. John Shannon, our NHL insider, longtime broadcasting executive in Canada, he tweeted out earlier today, sources from both the NHLPA and the NHL confirm there have been discussions, but no progress on revisiting the terms of this summer's memorandum of understanding on the CBA extension. Talking, but no progress. So, not getting anywhere. So, we're really no closer to a new season. And uh, it could take a while for the NHL to really get back on the same financial footing that it was before the pandemic. He was on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, noon to two weekdays here on 630 Shed. And Shannon talked about the timeline for a full recovery for the NHL. I think we're three to five years away from that. I really do. And, I, and, and that's not to say that we're not playing. In th- uh, what I'm saying is I, I think that there will, it will take a long time for the business to get back to full capacity. And I'll, I'll tell you what, we, we know that the players and the owners agree with us because that's why there was a four-year extension done to the CBA in the summertime 
um, that that caused for gradual uh, uh, escrow changes and uh, called for a deferral this year. So everybody was in agreement that it's going to take you know three years to get back to normal if if we ever do get back to it. All right. Well, if they ever do get, well, I mean, they they will eventually, I'm sure. But th- this is going to be uh, a recovery time for the NHL, as it is for a lot of businesses, whether it's sports or otherwise. But again, and I know I've heard it before. Why why are the the billionaires and the millionaires fighting? I, I understand all that. It, it's a lot of money. It's more than I'm sure most of us make. But. They, they had a deal and the players say are saying how come we we have a deal and now we have to talk about it again that that is the hang-up Shannon also touched on when the season could start I have heard dates for all the way from January 1st to February 15th for the start of the season okay uh, now the, the, the more we wait January 1st is is almost impossible to do when you consider that players overseas uh, that come back have to quarantine for 14 days before camp starts and then you do have the holiday and you're gonna you're gonna give that holiday off to the to the players still I believe um, so yeah you're, uh, you, it, those are those are major issues uh, you know the one thing I, I do think is that you know we, it, it, it's being narrowed down what type of season we're going to have whether it's going to be the limited bubble situation of playing for two weeks in a certain city with teams of your division and then taking a week off and moving the bubble and those teams playing again for two weeks and then moving the bubble after a week off again or doing uh, playing in your own building but it, but you can only play in in everyone's own building um in your division if the government allows you to for instance right now if the season were to start you, you san jose cannot play home games so that ties it all together i told you about the 49ers can't play home games so if the san jose sharks were trying to have a season right now they wouldn't be allowed to play home games. Would they be able to in a month and a half or perhaps two months if we're not until February 1st? Well, maybe, but maybe not. So, so many strings attached to this as the NHL tries to get its seasons going. Uh, A quick possession for Philadelphia. They've already had to punt to Seattle. We'll keep you updated on that one. Oh, I'm getting a lot of name suggestions all of a sudden. 780-496-0063. We're back after the break. Coming up between 6.30 and 7. Want him to comment on what it would have been like to be a Denver Bronco going into a game with uh, a receiver playing quarterback. Not even your third or fourth stringer. A receiver playing quarterback. As you might expect, they lost, which they probably would have done against New Orleans anyway. And uh, he had one completion. One completion. Tough day. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text. Somebody just rang into Kellen was too shy to go on the radio, but said that uh, they would like the name Edmonton Emperors. Mm-hmm. Emperors as the new name for the football team. Here would be my issue with Emperors. If they have a bad game or they're on their losing streak, all the headlines are the Emperors have no clothes. I don't know if they'll go with that. Brian, not in the dozer. Only slightly narrows down his location. 
Could be anywhere else. He says, I suggested explorers on the team website. It would pay tribute to the north where we have explored diamond and precious metal mines. Explorers is also a nickname for entrepreneurs, which the city is known for. I, I, here's the thing that I think of, and I, I, don't, I don't mind Explorers. And look, I have no say in, in obviously, what the name is going to be. And, and when I talk about names, it's just kind of the, the vibe I get or what I think might be good. My criteria for a name would be what kind of imagery can they use with the team? Because with the past name, you couldn't really use any imagery except the logo, which they're keeping and they're keeping the colors, which I think is great. I, I wouldn't want to strip away all the identity here. I know I have heard from some people, probably a minority, but have said, you know what, you might as well just start over. Make it, make it a blank slate. Any name, any color scheme, any logo, any helmet. But they're not doing that. They want to keep the green and gold and they want to keep the logo, which personally I'm happy with. But here's what I'm, to me, and this this is just my uh, my my take on it. And maybe I'm missing something. Like I get a lot of suggestions where it's just the name, but maybe somebody has an idea for an image or a marketing campaign that I'm not getting. So if I offer a rebuttal, and Lord knows I got a huge rebut, that you know it's may, maybe I'm missing part of what you're saying. So and I, I don't know you know if you're texting or whatever, you might not have time to to write out everything you're thinking. But it's with a, with a name like um, with emperors, I'm thinking, okay, what's the connection to Edmonton and area? And then I'm thinking, what imagery do you use outside the logo? Like, do you have football players holding scepters and and crowns and were you know with jewels and stuff like that? I don't know. Explorers, I actually think would have a lot of potential because you could have sort of like an Edmonton Trappers type theme perhaps with some of your secondary logos in, in your marketing. So that could kind of have some fun stuff and a, maybe, you know, guys paddling down a river and finding the, the gray cup. I don't know, stuff like that. Rocket Rocket really wants the, the, the name to be the Edmonton Enemy. That would be really unique. Our enemy has no face. That would be his slogan. Shane says, I've suggested the Edmonton Esquires. They would still be the Esks for short. I had, well, I, I don't remember you writing that in before, Shane. Sorry if I missed that. 780-496-0063. Edmonton Eclipse from uh, LS. All right. We'll, uh, we'll keep touching on those as we go. Blake Dermott's going to check in in a few minutes. Go for it on fourth and goal from the two. Quick little jet sweep shovel pass from Wilson to Moore. Goes nowhere. They lose four yards. Philadelphia will take over halfway through the first quarter. No score in Monday Night Football. Andrew writing in here to 780-496-0063. He says, think of a bull elk bugle sound for touchdowns. Also, bull elk are very aggressive, but also extremely elusive. We have Elk Island Park the monster elk that hang out in Jasper Park. 
We have elk farmers. And think of the awesome hats fans could wear. So many possibilities. That is from Andrew. Yeah, Andrew, I like that explanation. Uh, you've, you've, you, that's the best elk argument I've heard. I have mentioned you could have some fun with hats or toques with antlers coming up off them for fans to wear. But you've, you've mentioned a lot of elk connections to the city and northern Alberta and some characteristics of elk as an animal, which sounds pretty cool. Uh, this texture says, uh, what do they go for here? Oh, no, I can't find it. But he was, he was listing off, uh, the, how, how it would sound having the, uh, energy play against other teams, stamps versus energy, uh, you know, blue bombers versus energy. Mm. I'll tell you what, and this is what we got to remember when they pick this name, they have to cover it from every angle how how does the how does the name look when it's printed how easy is it to say what chance could you have what uh and i also think you have to consider if the team is doing poorly or if they're going to be mocked by by teams in other cities by fan bases in other city what what are what are they going to use i mean like i like i said if they went with emperors and you lose a few games well the emperors have no the the emperors have no clothes Right, that's going to be how they're they're ridiculed if if they're not good. Um, it's kind of like when when in that flashback episode on The Simpsons when Bart was born, and and uh, Marge and Homer were picking a, the name for Bart, and and Marge says, "Well, what about Louie? And Homer says, "They'll call him Screwy Louie." And then she says, "Well, what about Larry?" And she said, "They'll." And Homer says, "They'll call him Fairy Larry." And then Marge says, well, what about Bart? And Homer goes, hmm, cart, dart, e-art? Yeah, I don't see any problems there. So they, they named him Bart. Blake Dermott is on the line. Hey, Blake, how's it going, buddy? It's going good. I could hardly uh, uh, hear you over the sound of crickets. But uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's uh, this texture says the uh, the tiptoe dance around political correctness is a never ending melody. No matter what name is chosen, it will be deemed offensive or derogatory by a segment of society. Well, no, it won't. I mean, in that texture, you're just you're just overreacting. And I, I get it. I, I get it was upsetting to see Eskimos go, and I, and I was upset myself. If they name the team Elk or Elks, nobody is going to be offended. No reasonable person is going to be offended. If they name the team Energy or Express, nobody is going to be offended. So that texture settle down. I mean, you know that's a load of BS. Why you just text it in? Anyway, Blake, I just wanted to say that because you know, like it's the names know, changing. Today, Let's change world, the name. If, it, if they, in today's world, if they call me Elks, I'm sure there's going to be some upset wapiti. So, <laughs> well, I got you there. I'll, 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 I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But uh, well, well, we'll see. I, I appreciate people are, are, are writing things in. The the name is changing. I mean, it was so tiring to. I, I found it very tiring and very difficult. Like it was, uh, it was tough to see the name go. But I, I kind of like the energy around finding a, a new name and maybe a new identity. And like I've said, Blake, it's it's an opportunity for new marketing because it, it was. 
it wasn't comfortable to depict an Eskimo and it hadn't been for several years, which is why they had the logo and really nothing else. So at least now, like I've said, if they pick an elk, you can have elk. If they pick express, like I've written, you can have trains and you can have fast airplanes and you can tell the fans to express themselves and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's where I'm going with that. I completely understand. <laughs> well, and I know it was hard for you to see the name go, but that's, that's what I'm saying. We got to roll with it at this point. Anyway, yeah. Um, so if you were a Denver Bronco and you wake up yesterday morning and you realize uh, you have like a, a depth receiver playing quarterback, like how, how do you possibly approach that game thinking you're going to win? Well, I think as a Denver Bronco, I wouldn't have slept uh, for two days before because you knew the receiver, the, uh, what was his name? Kendall Hill. I can't, I can't remember what his, uh, uh, uh Hinton. Yeah. Kendall, Kendall Hinton, I, you know, they would have known two days ahead of time. There would have been, maybe that's one of the reasons why they, they had such a tough day was nobody got any sleep because they were worried about how this was going to look. And, and uh, uh, this is certainly a, uh, and I don't even know if I want to point the finger and say this is a black mark against the league, but because, because there was obviously the team wasn't following protocols. Uh, the players, the quarterbacks uh, weren't following the proper protocols, but uh but boy, this does not look good for you know the most powerful sports uh, uh, league in the world. Uh, it just doesn't look good on them when when you got to have essentially a fourth string guy who hasn't taken a snap as a quarterback in years uh, try to play at a professional game at the highest level. And uh, and and you know, good on them for for him for giving it a try. But uh, man, they they they've got to fix that situation. They can't let that happen again. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, we saw stuff that they, they wouldn't postpone the game because the, I, I guess, uh, it was a Drew Locke came out and said, look, we weren't wearing our masks and we, and, and we slipped up. And I guess forfeiting the game could have caused problems with the NHLPA and salaries and all that kind of stuff. So they, they decided to go ahead and play it. It's a game that Denver, fair to say, Denver didn't have a very good chance of winning anyway. Given given the discrepancy, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the fact that they did score three points says something that uh, you know, with with uh, you know, the type of plays that they were running, you know, so many wildcat type of things, and, and uh, because obviously they couldn't they couldn't uh, uh, sit uh, in, in in a series of drop back passes, and so it was more play action and and try to run the ball and try to use athleticism and that kind of stuff. And, and when when you do that, of course, when you're when you're narrowing down the things you can go, do to a defense, and then the defense has less things to worry about, then obviously that played right into their hands. Blake, one thing I've learned over my years of interviewing football people is that when the quarterback gives a play in a huddle, and I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong because that is one of your strengths, but, but when a quarterback <laughs> when a quarterback gives a play in a huddle that there are only certain parts of that play call that pertain to you depending on what your position is. So a receiver might be listening for a couple words. The lineman might be listening for a couple code words for their blocking assignment, that sort of thing. So if that's true, how hard would it be for that receiver to all of a sudden have to digest everything that goes into making that play call and that is supposed to happen on that play? Well, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a situation where it's a problem for the line or the, the, uh, uh, the receivers, because as you said, you know they've got codes and they, they listen for those codes and they know exactly what their responsibilities are. But but you now have somebody who's not used to doing it. He's worried about all of those codes, uh, all of those words, and uh, and of course the timing. So now if at, at the at the level that the, the players play in the NFL, uh, it, it comes down to you know the ball's got to be gone in, in 
2.8 seconds, three seconds. Now, if the quarterback um, it doesn't see the read properly, then now he's behind him, and then essentially the, the receiver is covered. And uh, um, so there's so much timing that's involved with respect to those kinds of plays. And then, of course, footwork. You know, it's it's people think that you know uh, it. So much time and effort goes into hours and hours and hours. Literally thousands of hours go into the developing the footwork for quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and uh, and and that creates the timing that makes a play successful. And when you have somebody that's not done that for a long time it is just not uh, a recipe for success it's just not going to work you could, so much of that is stuff that's you know they've gone through uh, well no really no there was a training camp but no exhibition games and and now you know uh, a number of weeks into the season and all of that timing is developed and uh, if you haven't had an opportunity to take reps there then how do you expect that success Blake Dermott joining us tonight on uh, on Inside Sports. No score, uh, Eagles and Seahawks, uh, four and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Seattle with the ball again. I think they're going to have about a fourth and two from the 37 here coming up, so we'll keep you updated on that one. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, like that's, and the sad part about that yesterday, Blake, was I kept flipping to it just to see how bad it could be or if Denver would actually make a play. And I felt like I'm watching this for the wrong reasons. Like this is not why I should be interested in a football game. I felt a little bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of like going to NASCAR and hoping there's an accident uh, for some excitement. Yeah, no, it's, it was for the wrong reasons. And and again, as I said, I I just don't think this looked very good on the league, Uh, but I'm not sure that they were in. uh, I've heard people say, well, if they, if they were in a position to uh, to delay the game, uh, uh, and I, I don't know if, if that's the case, They're, they have specific reasoning why that might happen. But uh, when there was a blatant uh, disrespect for the protocols, it's kind of like, well, this is what you get. So you get a zero. Uh, you get get a loss this week, and uh, and hopefully things are better next week. All right, I want to ask you about something else I read last week. And, uh, of course, Tampa Bay had that really uh, bad uh, – well, they lost that Monday nighter to the L.A. Rams. They they lost a Sunday nighter really bad to the Saints a few weeks ago. And I read that Tom Brady apparently goes to bed at 8.15 every night. So these primetime games are starting after his bedtime. I'm just wondering if you make anything of that – and I'm also wondering about what kind of sleep schedule you tried to use or or if it was possible to maintain a sleep schedule when you were playing. Well, I, I think Tom Brady does an awful lot of things that are different from, from some professional athletes, like the amount of water that he drinks and that, you know, he's got his own personal trainer and, and, uh, and he has a schedule that, that, you know, let's, let's face it. How do you argue with the kind of success that he's had over his career? And, uh, but yeah, that could be a problem. If, if your schedule is off, these guys are like fine tuned watches. They, they really, if, if you got to change the schedule of a game, you know, you've worked all week and your practice coaches set up practices to correct times to, so that your body can adjust to it. But, but for him, I'm, I'm assuming that he was doing that all week and adjusting to the schedule. But, but if it's something that he's been doing for 20 years on a, on a, uh, the same type of schedule, that's difficult on a one, one off to be able to, to change things. And I mean, having said that, it wasn't like he played a terrible game. Um, you know, there was, he threw a couple of interceptions, I believe. I, I think he still threw for 400 or 300 and some 350 yards close to it. Uh, and, and the score was 27, 24. It wasn't like it was a runaway, but, uh, and, and they're playing against, you know, the, the next goat and arguably the, you know, uh, uh, one of the, the best teams in the league defending Super Bowl champions. And, 
when you got a guy like uh, Tariq Hill gets it rips off 270 uh, yards in and three touchdowns in in uh, 13 catches uh, you know quarterback's throwing for 450 yards it isn't all about uh, the offense for for Tampa Bay I think a lot of it has to do with I'm not sure that their defense is at, at the elite caliber I think they're a good team that is middle, upper middle of the pack but when you talk about teams that have a a realistic opportunity to win the Super Bowl I'm not sure that they're one of them and uh you know, I mean, I, I, again, I don't think Tom Brady played a horrible game, but, uh, but I mean, it certainly wasn't enough to win. So did you try to sleep at the same time all the time when you played? Um, yeah, I, I was, I'm, and, and even to this day, I'm typically a late-night guy. Like, I don't go to bed before 11 o'clock most nights um, unless I'm really exhausted. But mind you, you know, we played games where you could get up uh, uh, in the after, even an afternoon game at 1 o'clock. You know, I could sleep until 9 o'clock and, and get the pregame meal and do all those kinds of things. I... I, I you know, I think if I was playing in today's world, I wouldn't have followed the same schedule that I did back then. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have eaten the way I did, and, and a lot of players wouldn't. We certainly would have worked out differently. So things have changed. But, but yeah, no, I always tried to follow the same type of schedule so that I, I knew that I was going to get enough sleep going into a game and, and get enough uh, energy in, in what I ate and, and uh, made sure I was hydrated enough. Yeah. All right, Blake. Well, I appreciate you checking in. Uh, maybe we can talk about the Ravens Steelers game someday if it ever gets played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, this is it is like a lot of us thought this was going to be challenging this year in the NFL. With the and, and still, uh, it's like a microcosm of what's going on in society. There is a ton of spikes in this COVID thing, and people have to take it seriously. Otherwise. We could see more games like uh, what we saw with uh, the Broncos on the weekend, and, and hopefully this, this gets better and not worse. Yeah. Hey, thanks for checking in, Matt. I hope you're doing well, man. Really appreciate it. Okay, no problem. Thanks a lot. That is Blake Dermott, our analyst for the E football games we bring you here on 630 Chad. Of course, none this year. But Blake with some thoughts there on the Broncos non-quarterback situation and uh, some other things going on in the NFL. Apparently, Gord says, apparently I referred to elk horns earlier. I, I, I do indeed know they are antlers. Sometimes I just say dumb things. Did I say horns, Kellen? Uh, I probably said horns. Yeah, you probably said horns. <laughs> I think I have said antlers, too. By, by the way, just quickly here, if you wanted to hear what a elk uh, sound would sound like after, say, the Edmonton Elks, or Edmonton Elk, I should say, would get a touchdown, here it is. That's an elk. Is that an elk? That is an elk. Where did you get that? Off the hinterland who's who? Basically, yeah. I thought it would be deeper. Do we have any angry elk? elk? That is No, that's just an elk talking, I I guess. If you would have played that sound for me without knowing what it was, I would have thought it was some kind of dying bird. Or one of those Ewoks from Star Wars or something. I, I have no idea, man. Yeah, that doesn't sound like an Ewok either. All right. Well, there, there you have it, everybody. I hopefully we got to keep looking for elk noises. Hopefully, there are more intimidating elk sounds than that. We got to take a quote. Uh, Seattle was stopped on another fourth down gamble. By the way, still scoreless. Two and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Inside Sports on Chet. Thanks to the magic of YouTube, here are some elk noises. So that's what they would play if the Edmonton Elks scored a touchdown. That would be the rallying noise. Do we have more, Kellen? 
That's that's the elk. Uh, here, play all the noises. I'll try to guess what they are. That was the elk, uh, like digging for something. That's uh, went to grab something off the stove. Didn't realize it was hot. That's I can't find my glasses. That's I stepped on my glasses. <laughs> That's a reaction to see a group of Ryder fans walking into Commonwealth Stadium. <laughs> oh, man. That the whole video? That was beautiful. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and by beautiful, I mean somewhat disturbing. That's, that's actually what I mean by beautiful in that situation. Well, I, oh, I, I just, I guess that's, I, I've learned something tonight. I should not assume. I have made an ass out of myself. Just like the old saying, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, I just assumed an elk would have a deeper, perhaps somewhat fiercer, more bellowing type noise. Yeah, like a moose. Yeah, this texture says if they called the team the elongates, they could use a moose, which has an intimidating bellow. So that th- those are uh, those are elk noises. Then so that was about a minute's worth of elk noises. Several several household situations. Can't find your glasses, stuff like that. So that I, I couldn't see that really inspiring a crowd. Those noises we heard. I, I think if they pick elk, perhaps we'll stay away from using real elk sounds. Maybe I mean, maybe there could be more elk sounds. I'm not going to try to pretend that we have unearthed every elk noise in the world, but we had a bit of a cross section there. A very the, the elk language is very complex, as we now know. So, does that change your opinion on elk at all? That's <laughs> a possible new name for the football team. I don't know. I still think you could have a. Uh, a lot of imagery. Uh, Brian in YYC says, Reed, that's a rutting elk call. All of that? Which one? And how do you know, Brian? Well, some people know a lot about elk. Elk rutting season is from late August until mid-October. Overlaps with football season. So maybe we could use that sound. I, I, I Again, that I, did, I thought it would be more like a... Sort of like that. Like more of kind of like a war horn type of cry. But that was a really like, you yeah. got to remember, this is, I realized that did not sound like an animal. That sounded like me trying to sound like an animal, but it something deeper. I didn't, it, it was, the elk noise was very squirrely to bring it back to the Edson reference I was making earlier. Well, now I have a lot to think about. A lot to think about. Somebody likes the Edmonton energy. Could play rock and roll after touchdowns. Yeah, to, to the people writing in Edmonton Eagles, I think Eagles is a good team nickname. I just, I don't think they're going to go there. I, I, I do not think they'll use an NFL team name. So I, I personally, I, I think uh, you're, you're flying over the wrong tree if you're going with Eagles. Anyway, I'm going to try to shake those elk noise nightmares off, and we'll come back with Gene Principe. 
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.